Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded what's up, what's up, live. Hey, hey, what's happening with you? Hold on one second. I'm uh, somebody asked me a question. Okay, I'm gonna mute my phone. All right. Okay. All right, Safo. Uh, gonna let people get. Signed in here right quick. Y'all know how we do. Uh, actually, a minute early. Um, starting out, so uh, that's all good. It's gravy. Now we're getting set up here for uh, material we're going to cover tonight. Let's see. And y'all, as usual, when you come online, let uh let us know who's online. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. All right, we got guest three logged in. Who is guest three? Derek, I, uh, this Shanita, I should not be on the computer as far as I know. I did go on to uh, get the phone number. And, uh, no, they came, they, they came in a little, wherever it was. Oh, okay. Okay. This uh, 
this first talk show is going to be for the uh, open to the RE members. Then we're going to have our second uh, members only uh, talk show uh, starting at about eight forty-five, nine o'clock. I'm putting the listing up in All right, I see we got uh we got somebody else in on the call. North Missouri, identify yourself. Hey, it's Debo. Hey, what's up, D? What up? Hey, what we're gonna do? I just put the link on RE too. We're gonna do like we normally do. Uh, I forgot. You know, we always have a kind of uh, uh, now since we got the new membership page up, we're gonna do a uh, the general, you know, thirty minute or so talk with uh the RE page and then the uh those of y'all who paid and on the private um on the private membership thing. We'll do our talk afterwards uh, when we go into, uh, into uh, we're going to follow up on the subject we, we were covering last week and uh, some more on ARs and a lot of different stuff. So we'll, uh, we'll give, uh, we're going to give uh, the RE page about 30 minutes, about eight, a little bit after eight. Then uh, we'll, this call will terminate and then we'll uh, set up the second call for, uh, for uh, the members page. But, on this one, it's, uh, you know, right now it's just open in general. Some of them just got the message, so I'm sure they'll be um, chiming in when they when they see it. Uh, if not, you know, we'll do like we did last time. We'll move over. We'll just go ahead and uh, transition into uh, the private group talk. But if you got anything on your mind, run it. Any uh, general questions outside of, uh, you know, uh, that talk, you know, uh, we all ears. Open, uh, open format right now. All right, we got a. Uh, see, we got Central Indiana in on the call. Um. I'm gonna I'm do this little briefing every few minutes when as people come on. Uh, Central Indiana, identify yourself. It's James. How you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, hey what's going on with you, bro, man? Just getting off work, bro. It's on the highway. I got you. I got you. Make sure I didn't miss this call. Oh, cool, man. Cool. Glad to have you. 
I'm I'm just kind of giving everybody. I'll wait uh, and give the uh, uh, spare. I'll wait to maybe get one, two more people on. Then I'll t- tell you how we're going to operate tonight. But, uh, oh, well, I can tell you, I just, I had, I found my, uh, probably end up, uh, repeating myself, but generally what we do, uh, what we're going to start doing since we got the new membership thing up, which is separate from this, uh, every Thursday we're going to have the uh, first, you know, half hour to an hour. We're going to dedicate that to a general talk uh, for all the members on the RE page. And then after that, uh, the people on the, uh, private membership page, um, we're going to have, our, we have our discussions following the general discussion. And that generally uh, class, you know, we we got uh, specific material that we're working on, and as far as some things we're developing, so that's how the talks are going to go from this point forward. And pretty much, you know, that's how they've been going as of late since we started the membership thing. But just kind of give everybody an idea. But right now, being that this is the first hour, and this one is open to to RE, uh, the floor the floor is really open, y'all. Uh, we do this in general just so we don't, you know, alienate our RE page. Um, so, uh, you know, any subjects on y'all mind, anything y'all want to kind of just throw out there, talk about as far as uh, the page or anything, you know, in general, uh, y'all free to run it. And like I say, always, too, before, if anybody starts talking, identify yourself before you talk so we'll know who we're talking to. If not, it is what it is. Uh, go ahead. I just want to know, first of all, I just... This is James. I just wanted to know who was all on. Who all got on here? Uh, we got you, uh, Debo, Shanita. Um, oh, that, uh, that word back to get I don't know. I, I can make out what it was. There might have been somebody in the um, backdrop. But it's all about. Okay. It's only uh, one, two, three, about four of us, include five of us all together on here now. Uh, like I said, this is the general talk. Uh, the private talk is uh, after, this, after this talk concludes. Um, <clears throat> so the floor is open, y'all. You know, I, you know, I can throw out a couple of things and just take it, but if anybody got any questions about the software, RE, anybody got a question about, you know, the membership program, anything like that, y'all feel free to ask. Um there's a lot going on in the world right now. Anybody want to talk about that, that's fine. Um, but so, you know, it's the open floor, and I'll give you all a few seconds to see if anybody got anything they want to throw out there. If not, you know, we'll just proceed. Um, this is Shanita. I had asked you a question uh, a couple of days ago, and I, I never did get a, a response from you. If I did, uh, my apologies. Uh, please, uh, please let me know again what you think about the insurance, I forgot what the name of the company was, but Randy Reed had posted the video up on the page about a brother who was in a shootout in the barbershop, and um, he had that um, some type of insurance where it helps you to secure a lawyer and, you know, in a crisis time. And I was wanting to know your opinion or anybody else's opinion or thoughts on on having something like that. Um. I give you my opinion on it. Um, I didn't see what insurance he was talking about in particular. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I started watching that video. I didn't get a chance. I, I I forgot what I was doing, but I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing. Oh, okay. I was okay. familiar with the story though because I remember when it uh it had uh, first broke on news. But um, yeah. um, it reminded me. I, I I take it, but I'm not sure, and I'm talking kind of blind. But uh, 
I know a while back here in Atlanta, it was uh, real popular. They had this thing where you could uh, – uh, some of y'all might know what, what you call it, but, um, you know, like you could – they had all these lawyers who had got together, and you could pay them like a uh, – you paid like uh, – they had a name for it. You paid like – yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. It, they had a name for it though. It, it's a retainer, but like anybody could pay it, and then they'll kind of give you. They kind of put you. You pay. You paying this group of lawyers some small nominal fee every month, and if you have a problem, then they they'll at least give you some kind of error. You'll have they'll direct you to the you know particular lawyer that you need to deal with. You still gonna have to pay them, but they'll kind of at least even hear you out without, you know, charge you, you know, like some lawyer, they charge you a hundred dollars an hour just to come in, just to even see what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Um, or whatever. So it kind of, they had another, they had some, everybody was talking about it one time and I know a lot of people were signed up with it. Um, but I haven't heard that, you know, that conversation in a long time as far as people, um, discussing that as far as having it. Um, I think if you, I mean, if you if he got it, cool. If you got the money to put out like that, you know, depending on what it is, it's always good to. It's always a good thing to know an attorney, you know, and that's one of the biggest cruxes um, a lot of us have, being that we all we, we the main subject and the main uh, taxing party, because you know, law enforcement and the criminal justice system is really a business. Uh, it's not one of the larger businesses in the country, and we are. Uh, it's a tax collection collection agency for the most part if you ask me but uh being that we so subject to the criminal justice system you'll think that you'll have more of us involved with it or we'll have organizations that had uh you know more uh uh more uh, uh just help more assistance those are little things we could do as a people that could actually change the dynamics of, of what goes on in this country if we had good legal representation. And uh, I've seen some cases recently where some people were, uh, I saw, I know a guy caught a bad case and he went and took a plea just like somebody else was talking about. And he really didn't do anything wrong. Uh, a woman attacked him and um, I don't know the dude, but I know, you know, this lady attacked him because she got mad about something he said. And uh, he did wrong. He hit her. Uh, they were fighting the male and female, but he's uh he thinks he you know he thinks he's a female too apparently, so it was kind of one of them strange cat fight type things. And uh, he um, even though she initiated the fighting, he had witnesses saying you know that was the case. He took a plea bargain, and um, now he got criminal history, and uh, she don't, and uh, she probably wouldn't even went to court because it was just some weird things. But a lot of times, if people don't have representation, anything can happen. Now, do you need to, is it something for you to run out and get, you know, because you're afraid you might shoot somebody? I wouldn't be, I'm not, I don't have it, and I'm not afraid of not having it. I think you have to be very educated. I think when you shoot, if you get into a shoot situation, I think training helps reduce a lot of potential problems that could come along with with gunfights. And number one, what's our number one rule in the gunfights, Nita? I don't get into it. Avoid it. Yep, number one, don't be in one. You can survive every gunfight by not being in one. And you can avoid all the crum- all the legal problems and everything else uh, by not being in a gunfight. So, number one, you practice a good situation awareness. It should be uh, highly unlikely that you end up in a gunfight. Uh, number two, if you if you if you are you know aware of what's going on, something weird might happen where you can't extract yourself from the situation. 
it come out of, you know, it's sudden, then you want to be well-trained in, in, in your response. So, you know, it's clear-cut. A lot of times, um, just like, you know, Shania, y'all, uh, you and T aware of the uh, other little thing um, that, you know, happened with my friend and even talking with the law, enf- talking with law enforcement about that case, it's just funny. A lot of people are afraid or don't know how to talk to law enforcement. And uh, that causes people to make mistakes, causes people to talk too much. People try to prove stuff to, to cops on the street. And a lot of times if you if you have very good training and uh you you know, you kinda you play your cards right, you don't over you don't overdo anything. And I think and what I mean by that, sometimes you listen to people on Facebook and I see all these guys, everybody talking stuff about killing people and they ain't never kill nobody. And you know, uh, you know they haven't because people who kill people generally don't they they not um they don't talk that way you know what I mean because killing people is a, is a summary experience I'm sure so um you find people doing that talking about I blow somebody's head off and I they came and I overdo this that's what I call overdoing it anytime you hear people talking about that they're not well trained because uh, everything has to be looked at scientifically even the uh, even the um, if I can put it like this, the dissemination of violence. When you're being violent in defense of your life, it has to be a science to it. You got, and the, the, the more, the, uh, the 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 better trained you are, the uh, the clearer your thoughts are, the clearer your actions are going to be. And um, hey, Sule, uh, thanks for joining doing? us. How's everybody doing? Hey, I'm good. Everybody, but um. You have to be clear in what you're doing. You have to be concise. You have to be precise, and it'll cut down on a lot of a lot of problems um, that you can have. Just like in that situation in that barbershop, um, if I'm in a place and it's getting robbed, I always tell people don't get involved. If you can avoid, if they robbing the store, let them rob the store. If they robbing somebody else, let them rob the person. Uh, to be honest with you, now the the dilemma comes when uh, if you sit in the chair and they start robbing each and every patron in there, and that's a problem. If you see them like they take it, they, they run in everybody's pocket. Then eventually they're gonna come to you. Now and you that's can't what happened smart. in the video. If you can't be smart though, you can't be smart. To be honest with you, you can go ahead and take your wallet out and uh, take you know take the cash out and the cards and just throw it to them. You know what I mean? So they don't even check you. If they ain't check you for nothing else, you got to be smart. You got to. That's a hard call because you got to kind of you got to try to you know. Uh, Calculate what these do mindsets are, you know what I mean, um, and you don't know. But at the same time, if I can throw them my little money, and I can throw them my uh, credit cards, I figure I, I bought their life. You know what I mean? I'm paying for his life, yeah. so I, you know he he owe me one. So I give him my money instead of having to kill him. But now if I throw my money to him and he's still trying to, you know, he go to lifting up my, um, you know, the apron and I got my gun under there. By that time, I'm gonna have my gun in my hand anyway. But I'll just try to give them the money so they can go. You know, I take that little hit, and uh, so we don't have to get into a gunfight. And uh, but you know, if he go and try to do something else, if they see my gun, it's gonna be a problem. Cause one thing I'm not gonna surrender is my weapon. That's not gonna happen. So, and I think you know, and once again, it comes to training and skill. If you get that close to me, you uh, the closer you are to me when I have my gun, the worse position you're in. And just me, the way I, the way I, I feel like I can handle myself. You just in, a, you in the worst situation. But the thing is, you got to think about too. Uh, that was just a bad situation. You don't want to get into a gunfight in there because uh, he was lucky um, because he could get into a gunfight 
and they can all open up. Everybody shooting, then some kids get killed, four or five people get killed just because you didn't want to surrender some money. And then the people, the family members can sue you. Even if you got lawyers on retainer, they can sue you and say you triggered the gun battle. You know what I mean? The guys are probably, you know, they broke. They'll, you know, the surviving guy will be charged with the, uh, with the death of his friend who was robbing the place. But still, the, the family can sue everybody involved. They, they, and that's what they'll do. A lot of attorneys will get with that. They'll sue the, uh, the, they'll sh- they'll the barbershop. They'll sue you. They'll sue the, uh, the criminals. They'll sue everybody involved. And whether you beat it or not, it's just a long, drawn-out, stressful thing. So a lot of times, you can avoid the gunfight. You'll avoid the gunfight. Because once the gun starts going out, I don't care how well-trained you are. It's just never in telling what's going to happen. You know what I mean? You're shooting on, you know, um, most, you know, barbershops have, you know, concrete floors. Those rounds get the ricochet and the bouncing off in there. They can, you know, go in any direction. You know what I mean? So uh, everybody's life is put at risk when um, you're in a, um, uh, in, a, in, a, in a crowded setting with, uh, with people and guns are drawn. So you have to think that shit out. You know, but see, a lot of people try to, that's what I'm saying, don't overdo it. If Whatever you got to do, you got to have a sign say, okay. So when you, when the detectives uh, and people get there and they start asking you all those questions, like you were here and what happened, you know, your words your words will convict you. A lot of times it's better to say nothing, but uh, they're going to look at the footage. They're going to look at what happened. And um, like I said, the best thing to do is try to stay out of gunfights. Try to stay out of it. But I know that was extra onto what you asked. But um, that's my point on it. Anybody else got something they can add? But before I say that, once again, let me make it clear since we've got some new people on the uh, call. This is the um, general Asafo RE call, and this is going to be the format we're going to be doing um, um, from this point on. Uh, where we have, uh, the first call is for uh, the RE page, and the second call is for the people on the private A page. And on that page, uh, on that call, we're going to um, – give me one second, y'all. Hold on. Got there? Yeah. Yeah. But uh the second half for the second half for the call is gonna be uh like I said for the uh members uh on the uh A page when we got uh like I put in that thing tonight, we're gonna be um following up on I don't know if you was on the call last week, uh Sule, but for the private members I sent y'all a link to, to the discussion. We were actually uh in the in the private membership thing, y'all, everything we doing there is, is actually um uh, it's gonna be uh, you know, uh, education-based, where we really kind of, you know, like I told you, we talked about it before, networking, putting stuff together and putting our plans together. Tonight we're going to be talking about, you know, the AR-15 system. We're going to follow up with some stuff on ambushes, and uh, we're going to talk about ammo and some issues related to preparedness. Um, that's going to be tonight's subject on the, on the A, A page. But right now on this on this RE talk, this is a general talk. Anything y'all want to talk about, world, political Questions about membership, once again, all that stuff is uh, open, and it's a free floor. If y'all not talking or taking it, then, you know, I'll just try to keep it going until until that time, y'all. But uh, that's the nature of how these calls are going to go. So anybody got anything they want to throw out, question, ask, or talk about, run it. Did somebody say something? Yeah, yeah I have something. This is I have something I'd like to say. Go ahead, Sulay. Uh, this past... Last week, when we had the hurricane up here, 
in Raleigh. I'm in the Raleigh area. Um, you know, I thought I was prepared for everything. I have two different generators, a gas and a propane. And, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't used, um, actually I haven't used either one yet, to be truthful. But, um, you know, the lights went out for about seven, about seven hours. So I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking about hooking up my propane tank because I haven't tried it. I want to try it. And then it dawned on me. I can't put it, I can't cut it on outside because it's raining. <laughs> All the scenarios I thought about, none of them included rain. So, you know, I was kind of like I had no yeah. car for And, you know, they tell you not to put it in a garage or, you know, like in a storage shed or anything like that. So basically, we, you know, we're stuck. So now I'm in, you know, looking for some type of uh, cover to put over it so I can run it in the rain. But that's just something I wanted to mention to people, that, um, you know, having a generator is nice and everything, but you know, you've got to have somewhere that you can run it at, too. Right. That's a good point. And that's a... Uh, 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 as far as the generator go, you can people people run them in in sheds and stuff like that. The key thing, if you buy one of them little small sheds, like some people have a little small sheds from Lowe's or something like that, or they'll build just a cover shed and something to keep it off the ground. Uh, and they also, you know, you want to make sure you can chain it down because people steal those things like 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 you know like it's nothing, man. Uh, especially in the um, they loud and they noisy and they're gonna draw people attention and you know even you know imagine uh, something else people don't think about shit the fan situation everybody the whole block uh, pitch black at night and then your lights on uh, and your motor they hear a motor running you know what I mean it's gonna draw people to just try to uh, to try to hit you up you know what I mean it just it's, it's just natural loud uh, Nandi can attest that one time they was uh. She told me a story about um, some people. Um, actually, her neighbors. It was her neighbors. They had a, a snowstorm in, in North Carolina. She was in North Carolina on the military. I think on the military base, matter of fact, or near it or something. Or they were off off the base. But um, she said, uh, you know, they um, they were, uh, you know, in the house. You know, it was uh, running the generator. They had it going. Then everything everything went off. And they heard it stop. And, uh, you know, of course, they went out, you know, uh, gun drawn. And it was their neighbor talking about, oh, I'm sorry. I was I was just uh, looking at it or something like that. Again, some, you know, what can you say? You caught. But um, <laughs> they had some words. And um, they um, they had, were trying to disconnect, had done disconnected their, um, the generator. I don't know how they planned. They were planning on taking it right next door, and they not know it. But this is the kind of stuff people do is the um, – a lot of times when it comes to uh, safety and criminality, I tell Shanita them this all the time. Uh, a lot of people get caught up in bad situations because they always applying logic to the situations. And most people who are criminal or, 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 or stupid, they, there's no logic to what they do. They'll hit you in the daytime. They'll, they'll do something. People have shootouts in front of the police. All kind of weird stuff happens. So you can't never assume because – Nobody, the the thought that nobody would do this because nobody would be so stupid is actually uh, a, a terrible miss, miss, uh, a, a terrible assumption, and because people would do anything. And another thing on the, you could you could probably put your generator in your garage. Worst came to worst, but it's an issue. Um, like you're not gonna run it all night. You got to secure it, you know. But if you're gonna run it for some hours and keep your door open, up, then it exposes your garage. Uh, if you got a garage and you got windows uh, actually in your garage where you got, you can have, you know, you got to have airflow where carbon monoxide is not building up in your house and you need to have a, um, a carbon monoxide detector. Everybody should have one of those. The winter coming around, everybody should have one in their homes. Um, you can have it in the garage. If you're working in a garage, even if your car not on, you're doing stuff, 
you just never know. So you need to have a carbon monoxide detector. You can keep that in your living room and um, or the room, you know, adjacent to the garage. So while it's running, you can tell if smoke is getting into your um, is getting into your house that way. Or you can figure out some kind of way where you can create, um, you can build your small shed and create some type of uh, vent system where you can capture most of the gases and let it, you know, travel, you know, like run you like, um, I mean, just talk about improvising. You can, uh, like you know, run some, I'm sorry? Like some type of holes or something? You know, like they have that, like the uh, dryer, you know, the dryer vents, and or you can, yeah, you can go to Lowe's and get, yeah, you can run that. You know, just you can create a like a fan to capture most of the the fume that you don't want to cover your generator because you don't want it. If you enclose it, it can overheat. You don't want to over. You don't want to subject it to the heat it's producing. Um, you want to have airflow so it doesn't kill you. And um, you can just create like a oven. You know, build your little oven top over it. If you build a little shed where if you got it indoors, you can put wheels on it where you got a portable. You got it on wheels. Okay, thank you. No, um, no. Go ahead. I, I, I thought you were asking me, did I have it on wheels? I, I said no. Yeah, so you want to have something where you can, you know, you can move it around, like in a disaster situation. Um, you can move, well, you don't have to be trying to lift them, because some of those things can get pretty heavy depending on what size it is. Um, yeah. You can't, you know, you, you don't want to be out there with a hand truck or something. A lot of them have wheels on them, though. They have, like, two wheels on them where you can lift them. Um but not all of them do, uh, depending on how large it is. But you want to put it on some kind of crate where you can move it. Then you can just you can, you can, it, a lot of times you go to Home Depot or Lowe's and just look at stuff. Uh, you'd be surprised what you can do and do rather cheaply just from looking at how to put things together that are normally not designed for certain things. You know what I mean? Two couple of you can even use PVC stand. You know, uh, get you a piece of wood, bring some PVC stands in there. Uh, PVC stands get you a, um, a oven. You know, go on Craigslist and find like a, a oven top. You know, you know what I'm talking about, like where they had a vent where they suck the air out. It doesn't have yeah. to have a fan or anything in it, but just something where it can capture the. Uh, hold on one second. Sorry about that, John. Um. But that's something you can do, Sule, um, and that's the good thing about your, you know, being in that experience because um, Debo and them, y'all got a, train, a training class coming up next week, and I'm going to be telling y'all about some of the uh, activities we're going to do uh, on, on the call I got with y'all tomorrow. But that's one of the most important things that we know that when you're really doing survival training, that water is your best friend and your worst enemy. You need to stay out of it, and then you need to be able to capture it as much as possible and consume as much of it as possible. But it's not until you actually get into things that you actually know what you need and won't need when you know, uh, you know, you have to actually experience stuff. And I don't care how well trained you are. So that's why you have to always keep your the, – the best thing you can have going into any survival scenario or get prepared is just having an open mind and, and having a, um, a, a the type of brain where you you can imagine. you got to have an imagination. you got to have um, – you got to be able to see things in ways that they not normally use. You got to be able to improvise. I think they even train that in the military improvisation. You got to be able to improvise. You got to be able to pull things together and make stuff happen. Okay, thank you. No problem.
Anybody else got anything they want to add to talk about? There's a lot going on in the world. I'm surprised y'all ain't got nothing to say on that. Uh, let me see. We got a lot of people online. I see Ross Doss. Uh, I see your message, man. Good evening. Uh, I see you on the computer leaving a message. Um, good evening, the Sapo family. Good evening, man. Hey, what do you think? Go ahead. Somebody was about to say something. Okay. What do y'all think about, um, you know, in general about, you know, the the issues with um, the United States bombing um, Yemeni, Russia? Where y'all think we headed with this? What's y'all thoughts to going toward the election? Anybody got anything they want to add on that, or any points they want to get across? Uh, me personally, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a voter. And even if I was a voter, I wouldn't be voting. I don't see any. I don't have any candidates in this election. But if y'all do, uh, I respect people's uh, decisions to do whatever they want to do. They and when they're an adult. But what are y'all thoughts on that? What are y'all thoughts on the election? What do y'all thought? What do y'all think it's gonna mean for you know for us as you know as a people post election um, job wise. Uh, interactions um, with law enforcement, you know, general members of society, et cetera. Anybody? Well, I think I think that um, this is still a white supremacist country, and no matter who wins, it's still going to be a white supremacist country. I don't think anything really is going to change. That's the simple truth. <clears throat> you know, when you think about it, uh, I think myself and I mean Randy, Randy and I were talking about it the other day. Anytime somebody's winning, it's it's foolish to ask them to stop or not win. It's foolish if uh, if 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 some people, if you playing them, you got a basketball team and they beating another the other team. I'm not a sports person, so I can't really uh, tell you how to work, but I know if. If they if one team is score they their score is I don't know seventy two and your score is zero you can't you can't ask them to well could y'all hold up and slow down y'all got seventy two points you know at least let us score one basket so we don't look bad um, they gonna keep you know if they're in a position to win they are gonna keep pushing it till it's over um, and that's just the way that's that's the way of life and to be asking people to when y'all not uh, exercise uh, you know, white supremacy, you know, as people, do, you know, call it, is when y'all not, uh, and that's what we've been doing for years. We've been kind of asking them to to give us a break and um, uh, to be lenient and to let us score some points. And believe it or not, when you, the way you look at it, they, they've never, we've never been in a position uh, to challenge their power. And if if we were, and I mean to challenge, to challenge, even if you have the capability to do something, and yet you don't have the organization and unity and mindset to do it, then you not you don't have the, you're not in the position. Uh, you know, it's it's just that simple. If somebody if somebody weighs two hundred thirty pounds and they find somebody who weighs two hundred forty five pounds and uh, they never put their fist up or they never think, and you know, two hundred forty five pound person just keep punching them and slapping them and pushing them around. If they never raise up their arms to defend themselves or, or to do anything, then yeah, they they have the capacity, but they're not capable. You know, they they're not acting on it, so it's just like they're incapable. They might well not even have arms, legs, or a brain. So um, 
when you think about that, white people uh, never had to uh, uh, relinquish slavery uh, if they didn't choose to. They never, they never been. We never had them uh, by the balls, as people might say, that I can see. And if we did, if somebody were to try to note that we did, then what does that say about you? That's even a greater failure to be to find yourself in a position to change your reality and not do it. What does that say? So. Um, you know that's 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 the nature of America. These people are not. You can't expect any group of people to uh, look out for you, and uh, any group of people who don't see the common need um, to look out for each other. Um, they, in my opinion, you are inferior. If you can't reason or rationalize what any other natural thinking person can do, just like when you go to court, uh, whether they say uh, you be tried by a jury or peers, and they, if if they got it, got to be. Uh, uh, it's not so much what is beyond a shadow of a doubt. It, it, what your actions got to appear as something that a reasonable, pers- reasonable person uh, would have done, or people, your jury, your peers, would, would they had done the same thing in life, in all likelihood. So if somebody's doing something to you and you can't fathom how to respond to it, and you can't uh, uh, manage to put together a cohesive defense against slapped around and pushed down and all that, then you are inferior. No matter how you might call it, you can talk about the morality of the other group or the people, whether it's right or wrong, what they're doing. The point is they're doing it. The point is any other group of people they do it to will strike them back, but you kind of just sit there and you just contemplate, you know, uh, or, or discuss uh, how it's wrong, and uh, you ask them to stop. And uh, they don't have any impetus to stop, and they don't show, uh, they damn sure not motivated to change their their, their dominance. So. Well, no. What do you What do you say to that? You know what I mean. But uh, I think Randy always saying that black people are not looking for for change overall. They're just looking for inclusion. They're looking for uh, an apology, um, throw a little change behind it, if you will, too, and then let us be a part, and then we'll completely submit to it, uh, whatever they want us to do. And uh, they kind of always reminding us that, that ain't truly. And like most people, in any time, it's always unattractive to have people like kissing your ass, excuse my language. Nobody wants people just always like up under them. Uh, it can be flattering at first, but then at, over time it becomes a nuisance. It becomes annoying. And then there are people start hitting you up inside your head to kind of break you of it. You know what I mean? Go go back over there. You know, stop following me. Stop. Yes, you know, uh, brown nosing me. Stop. You know, everything I say is right. Everything I say is, you know, um, Sometimes that seems like the kind of relationship we have here. We try to um, we try to be a part of things that don't want necessarily want us a part of. They want they want to utilize you. They want the utility of your existence, but they don't really want you. Um, they don't want the burden of having to uh, interact with you beyond your utility. And I think that's what we don't we don't get. And at the same time, if 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 we wanted to have power, all it would take was. Uh, uh, good communication, cooperation, and trust among ourselves, and we can, we can have our own reality. And I think, you know, even people will respect you more. But uh, nobody's going to respect you if they see, if I see you, if you want to hang out with a Safo, and uh, your little brother is trailing you and you trailing us, and then you slap your little brother around, you curse him, you hardline him, and then you uh, try to, you'll do little cruel stuff to him and try to get us to laugh and see how you dominate him. Uh, we're not going to respect you. We gonna, they're going to make us even less uh, want to be around you, and we're going to despise you because you don't know how to act with your brother. 
So how can we trust you if you act that way with your own siblings? And um, that's just the power. That's the that's the nature of the power. Um, the power pyramid. People watch, and people see to be respectable. To to get to be given respect, you got to be a, you got to show something in your character, and you got to be to exert some form of power, some form of uh, uh, self worth and self identity. And people can tell that. People can identify that. You know, people can tell when a man care about himself. People can tell when a man a woman care about herself. People can tell a lot about you by the way you carry yourself. People can tell what they can try you with and what they can uh, get away with you, just how you, you know, how, just simply how you carry. Um, so, you know, when you talk about power, when you talk about policies, none of this stuff really applies to us. But we try to, it's a, it's a form of attachment to give us uh, that inclusive value that we really don't have. And uh, if we didn't do it, though, I don't, I don't know, nobody else really seems to do it. Uh, the Mexicans, they kind of make a little, you know, a couple of them. Some of them try to, you know, run this thing. Their numbers are doing that are very small in comparison to us. But, um, they, you know, they run their gambit sometimes too. But for the most part, uh, I think maybe if we, even if it would be a curious scientific thing to see what would happen if uh, if we stopped doing it. I, you know, if 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 the person who's been, Brown knows you running around you. They what happens when they stop doing it? What happens when they just get quiet and go over and, and what happens when they actually do what you want them to do and you know, excuse my language, when nigga go home? What happens when you go home and stay there? What happens when you change the dynamic like that? Because we give a lot of things um value by not having our own mind and not having our own um our own just respectable way. And I'm not talking about individuals. I'm talking about in general and, and, and along the lines of the masses. So, you know, um, everything remains the same. Like like you were saying, Sula, it don't matter if Trump. I would prefer, I know y'all might, some of y'all might disagree, those of you who vote, but I would rather see Trump in there. I would rather see Trump because I think Trump is more honest than, than Hillary. And when I mean honest, he's not going to bullshit about the fact that he don't care. Uh, and I think it would be a necessary wake-up call for us to stop trying to pretend that, you know, uh, what the reality that we live in is not the reality. And it would really show a lot of people where, you know, uh, where their friends, coworkers, and some of the people they drink and lay with really stand. Even if you got a lot of people saying they're against Trump, I've seen histo- history has shown me that um, one thing that I think white people do that's brilliant, they, ha- they are very, um, they're very in tune with, with the party line. They will tow it. For the most part, you always have some some rebels, but for the most part, even if they're not openly for something, if the party says do something, if the party agrees to to a way of life or a way of living, it was a lot of white people disagreed with slavery probably, I'm sure. But it was the thing. It was what was going on. It was the business. So people went along with it. And people took their perks and benefits off of, you know, having other people, you know, it must feel good, I guess, they know the other group of people. I wouldn't want to live like that. That wouldn't be of interest to me, but some people, that makes them feel good to know that other people are subject to them, uh, even if they're not slave owners, even if they're not, you know, masters themselves. But, hey, somebody, somebody's lower than them, so they build themselves off of that. But, you know, it's, um, I think Trump would be good. He would be, Either way, the country is probably going to end up in turmoil because Hillary has said she's going to get in there and she, she open to confront Russia, and even with all the stuff, throwing the whole Russia issue in there. She's kind of, by token, been obligated to have a confrontational stance with Russia. And that's where the war hawks and the military industrial complex want to go. I think they're risking it. If you look, uh, 
I put an article today from the Business Insider. They were talking about uh, how it would look if the U.S. attacked uh, one of Russia's, uh, you know, a, a location that Russia was defending in Syria, which is madness. It would be madness for them to do that. And they were saying, well, I think we could sneak, we could run our jets in under the, under the radar. And that's, but see, if somebody is, and that's on the business inside, and people are listening to that, uh, and so-called intelligent people, people who are arrogant or people who uh, are patriotic and, and somebody say it can be done, they might somehow, that could be, they could interpret that, that, you know, we could win this. And it's not it's not like that. And even when you're talking about the whole article, knowing what I know about weapons, it was foolish because you're not going to uh, – they saying, well, maybe Russia's uh, – those, those uh, systems, those S-400s and S-300s don't have that capability. Uh, you haven't tested them. You haven't tried. You haven't seen it, seen them work. Uh, and people forget that Russia, uh, even though what was Yugoslavia, they shot down a, a, a stealth fighter in the, in the 90s. They shot one down. They had, and then that that was, you know, that was a huge uh, 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 psychological um, shot to the United States and to the military, though, because it was supposed to be, you know, the plane, you know, you couldn't see it, but they put it on. Was that Serbia? They put them on their back. That was a stealth fighter they shot down. So to um, to to think that these people uh, haven't looked at your 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 system, your your warfighting instruction. And then they haven't calculated solutions for it just because they don't brag about what they do and their capability. They tell you they I think I think the Russians are actually oftentimes straightforward. I don't I'm not on any team, I'm not on their I'm not on nobody's team, but it just uh if you look at a lot of stuff they say, um it, it seems more sound than what our politicians are saying. But you got people trying to coax the Americans and believe we can fly planes under the radar and maybe sneak in and knock out their their um their SAM sites. Uh, like we did in Yemen. And Yemen might have been a test run, but they shot, They, I think they launched cruise missiles against uh, Yemen. But um, that one worked against the S-300s, S-400s. They tried to send helicopter gunships in on, on low-flying low missions. That one worked because I'm sure the Soviets got, uh, they got uh, their, their, their high-altitude um, systems are going to be protected by low-altitude systems out to a distance. You know what I mean? They have all kind of, you know, uh, everybody from, you know, soldier with man pads or, you know, uh, just all type of different rocket systems. They, the uh, uh, security systems are layered. But see, that whole article didn't talk about that. They just talk about, oh, they'd be vulnerable. There's Russian special forces will be in a lot of those different places that they keep. They'll be looking for U.S. special forces who are trying to come in there and identify those radar sites for uh, strikes. Then they said that... Um, um, the Russians, they have uh, uh, um, J-Stars and stuff like that where they could have an overall picture of the battlefield, and they don't know that. They were just talking about another article where they were using, you know, satellites. You know, they were in, in, communicating with their satellites. Um, so they got an aerial picture of everything going on on the battlefield for hundreds of miles. So to believe, to put that article in there is to try to encourage Americans to believe that a war with Russia or some type of, you know, we can strike their shit and then not be nothing like it was it was with Turkey is I think is a mistaken. I think Russia actually played a, a very good hand with Turkey because uh I didn't put the article up there. What is Turkey doing now? Turkey is at the um they had the beckoning call of the Russian. They actually they broke themselves. Yeah, you shot down a Russian plane, you killed one of the pilots, but now you had to, the Russians had to save uh them from a coup. And now he in their pocket. And now they're talking about uh, repairing their relationship. They're talking about opening trade up. 
believe me, if that's happening, that's happening to Russia's benefit. Ergenum has won this loss, and he, you know, he's holding on to his um to his country, and he's taking what he's done too. I mean, Russia's playing smart. At the same time, he's taking uh, territory in uh, Iraq, and he's taking territory in Syria. And he probably end up giving the Syrian territory back after they neutralize the Kurds. But you know, there's no telling what's going to happen in Mosul and places like that. So, I mean, in Iraq. So, um, it's an interesting game. People are playing. They playing their parts. They're taking pieces. And uh, it's kind of like it's one of those other things where, like, whoever got the power, you do it. And then if the big boys got a problem with it, they, uh, you know, they tell you to pull back. You know, and it's, it's just one of those things. And the whole thing now is to draw America into uh, they losing in Aleppo, they losing in Syria. So that's not going to be able to uh, something bad going to have to happen because that's a part of the grand strategic, you know, chessboard. They got to take Syria and. That's dragged out too too long because uh, they've been trying. The whole thing is to knock out Iran and to to bog Russia down again, like they did in Afghanistan, and knock out Iran. But everybody kind of owned to the game that the U.S. playing now. So the U.S. actually gets away with a murder a lot of times because they kind of like, well, we're not gonna let this trigger. But as long as so far you can, you know, you can keep playing around until you eventually get tagged. And the United States is really um, putting themselves in a position to be in conflict with, with with multiple places at the same time. And two of the major superpowers in the world, China, the Chinese and the Russian, they 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 in the South China Sea, um, you know, contesting shit with the Chinese, and then they they you know in the Baltic Sea over in Russia back door. So, and, and Europe is not truly the Europe is not on America. So I think Europe's the Europeans have never truly cared for America. They just recognize they had to kind of play to America's aggressive nature. But uh they'll switch sides. They'll they'll acquiesce. Yeah, I mean you see that with the German Chelsea, you see that with the Italian um uh Italian uh, um uh PM said something, uh he, he didn't go along with something that they were trying to um do against Russia. So it's the same, you know, you still kinda of see that Axis type, you know, uh uh power thing over there. And you still see Europe is kinda of, of course they're gonna, you know, be concerned for their own safety and security, but I think they would uh, they would permit Russia to kind of roam free, to uh, you know to certain lengths as long as Russia didn't um, directly uh, threaten them. And Russia hasn't done that. They haven't made any direct threats against the United Kingdom or anybody else. And they don't have the manpower to, to invade the whole country, but they do have um, the the uh, they do have the military power to uh, to um, to uh, project their will. So I know I went on a tangent about that, but that's it. Anybody got anything they want to add to that? Feel free to do it. Um, if uh, I don't know how many, I got to look to see how many members, private members we got on the page. If we don't have anything from the RE page, anybody don't, nobody want to add from there, we're going to uh, conclude this thing at, eight, at the first call at 830. And I'm going to set up the link. Uh, TalkShoe only allows me to... Um, they kind of got this thing where they kind of delay you for 30 minutes, I think, or 15 to 30 minutes between calls. So for the members on the private group, what I'll do once we conclude this at 8.30, I'll, um, I'll reset the link, uh, a new link, and then I'll drop it on the A page where we can, uh, where y'all can go to and we can, uh, we can re -go, you know, re um, get into our uh, classroom session following on for last week and uh, the subject matters we got to cover today. Anybody on the page from the RE, anybody got anything they want to add to that, talk about, it's a free forum. Uh, feel free to do it. Uh, we got about 
10 minutes left on this call. So, and if nobody has anything, that's fine. I can, I'll go ahead and conclude it, and then we can move to the uh, members page. So y'all let me know, because I got a lot to cover tonight. Nope, I think we're good. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, we're gonna, if that's the case, and nobody got anything to add, we're going to conclude this call. Uh, and I'm going to set up the links for y'all. And in about, well, I see if they let me do it early. I'm going to drop it in the A page. So y'all go to the A page and look for the new link. Uh, we appreciate the people on the RE page who happen to be on. And uh, private members, we got a lot to cover tonight with the ARs and everything else. So y'all look for that link in a few minutes. All right. All right. Peace out, y'all. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Okay.